Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Beats Research Radio, a podcast and YouTube channel dedicated to bringing our community closer to research in the science and engineering fields. My name is Aaron. I am a student from the TMM program at UOttawa, and I'll be your host today on this special podcast episode for the Science Communication TMM 4950 course. Now, imagine a world where drug costs are dramatically reduced and personalized treatments are widely available to treat patients as quickly and efficiently as possible. Well, maybe this could one day be our reality. With the research being conducted by the Mayor Lab, which is headed by our very special guest today, Dr. Arvind Mayer, uh, an assistant professor at the University of Ottawa, Dr. Mayer's lab is using cutting-edge machine learning and artificial intelligence methods for genomic data mining and advancing personalized medicine. Uh, so welcome, Dr. Mayer. We are so happy to have you here on Beats Research Radio today. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for the invitation. Awesome. Well, I guess just to start us off, uh, why don't you tell us a bit more about what you do and what your current research is about? So, uh, as you mentioned, we are a machine learning and artificial intelligence lab, uh, but our main focus is omics data analysis. So when we say omics data, it can be uh, any kind of omics that includes, for example, gene expression data sets, uh, mutation uh, profile, methylation profile, and all this. So we basically uh, apply bioinformatics and machine learning methods to mine this data and to find biomarkers for the drug response. So we try to figure out which drugs are effective in what kind of patients or which kind of patients or which mutations they are, in case of which mutation they are more effective or not effective. And our overall goal is to build these machine learning models for the clinical implementation. So that in future, let's say you have a cancer patient's walking, patient walking in the clinic, you can do the genomic profiling. And then from the genomic profiling, you can run the machine learning model and the model can predict, okay, these drugs may be effective and these drugs might not be effective for this particular patient. Well, now that's very interesting. I think uh, we can all agree that uh, this seems like a very integrative uh, and specific area in research. And so I guess my uh, my question to you is, uh, what inspired you to actually enter this field of research? Uh, I guess my uh, my failure to do the wet lab experiments. So I did my undergraduate in, in biotechnology where I did some lab uh, experiments. Uh, it was an engineering course, so I also had exposure to programming, computer programming, uh, and bioinformatics in that time. But soon I realized that I'm not patient enough to wait for the experiments, wet lab experiments to finish. And I liked more and more the computational aspect. So I, after my bachelor's, I decided to do my master's in computational and systems biology. And, and from there onwards, I started working on this particular field and, and applying these machine learning methods to the genomic data analysis. Yes, I think it's very interesting. As again, you, you mentioned the use of uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. And I guess these are terms that are often thrown around in today's day and age. Uh, so I guess just to kind of organize our audience and, and, and get them to know what you're talking about, uh, maybe could you briefly describe what machine learning and artificial intelligence is and maybe some of its applications for uh, medicine? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting and, and good question. Uh, and so whenever we talk about data analysis, 
first thing people used to do or do we still do is that normal statistical analysis, like looking for the means and variance and all this in the big data sets. Uh, however, we realized that these kind of things are many times not very really, uh, applicable in, in many settings or, or in many problems. Uh, for example, there's a language translation. Everybody might have used uh, the Google Translate or something like this, okay? So every language has a certain set of rules uh, that can be used to construct a sentence in that particular language. Now, if you are doing translation from one language to another language, uh, you can use those rules to, to translate, you know. So like in English, if I say, my name is Arvind, and in German, you, you can say, ich bin Arvind. So there is a lot of like I and ich are similar, so you can have a rule like this, okay? So one simple way to do this kind of translation is that somebody sits down and writes all the rules in a computer program, like ich, I, they are same, bin, m, they are same. So, so somebody has to write it down, all those rules. But in practical sense, it's kind of impossible because language is so big, literature is so big, it's, it's not possible. Now, what computer scientists and programmers have done is that develop these machine learning methods where rather than writing each rule, you take like a book in English and it's translation in German in this particular case. And you give both things to a computer program. And now computer program analyzes the relationship between the English and the German sentence. And then it try to connect. So it learns automatically from this translation that you're providing it that, okay, it is I. So you don't have to hard code it. Okay. So it's learning those rules from the data itself, mm -hmm. or learning those, all those uh, relationships from the data. So basically that is the machine learning that rather than uh, doing something manually or trying to make uh, rules from yourself. You give the data to a machine or a computer program, and this computer program automatically generates the rules that fits your data, basically. And in context of medicine, there are a lot of applications, like, for example, I, I talked about genomics, like where we look for the mutations and its relationship with the drug response. People are also applying machine learning in context of image analysis, like X-ray images or uh, the PET scans and all these different kinds of image analysis, where rather than radiologist going individually to each of the X-ray and annotating that this is tumor or this is not tumor and so forth, you give it to a machine. Right. You first give, give a label data to a machine and machine automatically learns and in future you can do it automatically. Right. So it seems like a very uh, effective way of, of simplifying very complex and dynamic issues. I'd like to dive in a bit deeper into some of your work. Uh, so recently, your team published a paper regarding a type of cancer called acute myeloid leukemia, uh, specifically looking at cases where a gene called NPM1 was mutated. I'm wondering if you could just give us a bit of an idea of what the initial vision was going into this paper, and then consequently, briefly what you discovered. So acute myeloid leukemia is one of the severe kind of cancer where the overall survival of patients is even less than five years on average. So, and in clinic, it has been observed. So clinicians have observed that the NPM1 mutation mutated patients, they behave heterogeneously. So according to WHO classification or NPM1 mutated patients, they should be treated in a certain way. 
But in clinic, we see that there's a difference between NPM1 mutated patients, uh, the way they respond to different drugs and so forth. So starting from there, we thought, okay, there might be more heterogeneity within this particular group. So we applied machine learning methods to subtype or to classify NPM1 mutated patients into different groups. So we found that there are two groups of patients within this group, and we call them primitive and committed group. And then again, using machine learning method, uh, we've tried to find out some drugs that can be used for the more aggressive kind of subtype, that is primitive subtype, uh, that the drugs can be more effective. So this include drug repurposing because we were using already FDA approved drugs. Uh, and we found out that certain kinase inhibitors, so Daphne, for example, are highly effective in primitive group. So they can improve patient survival. Uh, at least that's what the indication uh, from our wet lab data showed that. Mm-hmm. So essentially, yeah. uh, if I can kind of paraphrase that, um, uh, what happened was that you were able to characterize two subtypes of uh, this NPM mutated uh, acute myeloid leukemia, uh, either primitive and committed. Uh, and it turns out that one of those groups uh, was able to better respond to a certain therapeutic, which you also uh, found using uh, different uh, computational methods. Uh, so I think that that's a really uh, powerful example of how machine learning and uh, AI is able to uh, give really uh, impressive results, right? And so uh, I guess uh, my question to you is, how important do you think the role of machine learning and AI actually had in being able to make these discoveries? It seems as though uh, there really isn't any other approach to be able to handle such a big data set. Yeah, I mean, from a computational biology and machine learning person point of view, I'll say that everything was driven by machine learning and computational approaches because we first tried to discover uh, using computational methods, we discovered these subtypes, and then we went back to the clinic and clinical data and the laboratory data to validate those findings. So exactly, uh, yeah, more and more biology is nowadays is being driven by these kind of computational approach, these kind of approaches, or, or the research cycle is becoming more and more like this, where you find something using data analysis because there's so much publicly available data out there that you can easily analyze it and once you find something specific then you can go back to the lab and and test those uh, hypotheses where your chances of success are comparatively high right and i guess moving forward uh, what would you say are the next steps for your lab so, so right now, uh, one thing we are continuing is this cancer-related, cancer genomics and personalized medicine-related research, uh, which, which includes building machine learning model. We are more and more interested now into drug resistance. So one of the common problems in cancer is that you treat the cancer patients, the tumor shrinks, and after a while it comes back in, in looking at it. So it's quite a, a big problem that uh, this happens. So that the number of cancer cells, you can see that they are decreasing in the patient. And after a while, they come back and they become resistant to the chemotherapy, for example. So we have data from pre and post treatment, chemotherapy treatment. And then we are comparing the genomic profile of pre and post treatment cancer cells. And we are trying to find out what are those genetic programs that are involved in this drug resistance and which are helping cells uh, to to escape the chemotherapy, for example, and how can we sensitize those drugs? Can we mine the the pharmacogenomic data that we have? Can we find those drugs that can help in combination with traditional chemotherapy, uh, help to to, to cure patient more and more? 
Another awesome. important thing aspect we are looking into that single cell genomics, so we can profile individual cells and 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 we can look for heterogeneity within individual cell. So we are looking for this, looking into the single cell genomics also. Awesome. Well, you know, I wish we had more time. Uh, I think that this kind of nicely captures uh, what some of your work is all about and potentially where the field is going in the future. Uh, now, I guess my last question to you is, um, for those at home that are maybe more interested, uh, how can people learn more about your lab or maybe uh, one day get involved in this field? Uh, so uh, our lab has, has a website also, as well as the profile at the university uh, website. So people can look into this. Most of our papers are open source or, or freely available, so you can download them. And uh, in, in being in a computational biology field or, or genomics field, we also release the data and all the software and tools that we develop in our research free make available for the public uh, so so can anybody can use them uh, and another very important thing is that uh, we use a lot is computer programming especially r and python programming languages so if anybody have a basic knowledge of those programmings they can contact me or or they can uh, look through any of the tutorials for example on youtube etc to get more deeper understanding of these things Perfect. Well, Dr. Mayer, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure that uh, everyone listening definitely has something to think about, uh, and it has really been an absolute pleasure. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for the invitation, and it was really nice talking to you. Perfect. Well, on behalf of our director, Dr. Emilio Alarcón, and the whole Beats Research Radio team, uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Beats Radio is supported by the University of Ottawa Heart Institute, the Beats Laboratory, and the Department of Biochemistry, Microbiology, and Immunology at the University of Ottawa. Uh, so please don't forget to follow our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube platforms uh, to stay in the loop of our latest uploads. Uh, so I wish everyone great health and see you all next week. Thank you.